It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. Everyone, we're here in a very special location. We surely are. It's, uh, well, we're in my apartment. We're drinking wine. This is how we first started recording our podcast. True, it's a throwback. Yeah, and then we had to throw a bunch of those episodes out because it was too loud. But we started out wanting to talk about kitchen tools, and then we realized that there are so, so many, many kitchen tools, tools to tackle. so many opinions about them. It's really fucked. So this is part one of kitchen tools that's only about... Hand tools. Hand tools. It's non-electronic tools. Part two will be coming to a theater near you soon. (laughs) Well, we don't know when it's coming, but it'll be coming. Yeah. Enjoy. Guys, we're here with our friend Chris, who's among the best and the brightest. Um, Chris is the ultimate kitchen tool. I am. Remember when tool, the word tool was an insult for someone who was like a, now we say douchebag? Yeah, I feel like I still say tool I say tool. Really? Really? Yeah. I thought I you were going to be like, hey, remember the band Tool? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, word barely. Word association with Tool. Well, I knew about the band Tool because I'm a very big tennis fan, and I love Venus Williams, and Venus Williams, one of her favorite bands was Tool. And That's... I was like, this makes no sense. But Tool does feel like the kind of like, when you're warming up, and like, you got those, yeah. your, your things. Yeah. Sing one song. Sing one phrase. I don't know, but I'm guessing they go like, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hear you. Hear you? That, no, that written no, out they're that really you good listeners. <laughs> no, just I'm, I'm here. here. <laughs> you said, I'm here right now. I'm here. Oh, I'm oh. here. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that song. Oh, but yeah. they're like part of that wave of bands that was like uh, people doing impersonations of or mimicking Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a great Mad TV skit about that when oh. we were growing up. Oh, yeah. That it was like the guy from Creed and then yes. that guy who was like, if I could, then I would. <laughs> 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 and it was just each of them, like, they were on a river and then one person would, like, push one of them off the boat. I don't know. I remember <laughs> yeah, that. But I was going to say, speaking of kitchen tools, right before we started talking, um, Ari and I noticed a uh, breakfast in bed, vintage breakfast in bed tray. Listen. And I think Sophie's going to embrace this. Well, my family, we're kind of a breakfast in bed family, meaning if something, if, if there's an occasion, you might be getting breakfast in bed. And what better way to have breakfast in bed than with a breakfast in bed tray? It fits over your legs. You definitely can only buy them on eBay. I don't think that they're made you know, by huh. companies anymore. No, and this but box definitely is... This is old. by a company called Winsome Wood. Wow. So it has these little legs that fold out, yeah. and they go, like, over your legs, and then you just have, like, a little tray. I was thinking, though, the other day, I was like, maybe I want to have, like, serve a breakfast in bed to myself and just... 
you know, cozy up on a Saturday morning. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah, we rushed through breakfast too much. But I'm just saying the box looks like it's from the first, at, at latest, first Clinton administration. I thought you were going to say first world war. I was like, I thought yeah, you were going to say the first box. Like so. No. <laughs> the first This was box. the first printing on a cardboard box. Some caveman in a cave in Spain said, you know, I'd like to have breakfast at my rock. Well, I just want to give a shout out to Winsome Wood for making a beautiful breakfast tray, even though my friends are making fun it's of it. It's gorgeous. Oh my God, are they still around? Send us some breakfast trays. Oh, that would actually be a nice, uh, I don't know, gift for... Partnership. A housewarming gift? Yeah. Oh, that's a good housewarming gift. I gave Ari a housewarming gift <gasps> this week. It was beautiful. It's a Pretty really dumb. powerful book. It was published in 1994. The name of the author escapes <laughs> hey, me. Roll, oh, the book. Sorry. The author of the book, I don't know because I didn't look. Also, the font is incredibly hard to read on his name. <laughs> so thin. It's so thin and, and scrunched together. It's really, I think Narrow. there's like a lot of I's and L's in his name. So it's just... That sounds like a classic Fontina Sands. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, but so I, I saw this book. I was going to see Ari's new apartment, and um, it was just so simple and beautiful. And uh, the, the name of the cookbook, The Peace, was uh, simply cilantro. <laughs> cilantro. Just, just a... A special. I wish that we had it here so that you guys could do a reading of cilantro. Oh, oh well, let's. That's is it a to look forward to? It a, it's a cook- really, or it's more of just a piece on musing on meditation on Speaking of Susan Sontag, um, oh. Susan Sontag Susan wrote Sontag. cilantro. Susan Sontag on cilantro. <laughs> that's I a will good warm on. Yeah, Susan Sontag wrote cilantro. cilantro. What? I'm already screwing up my vowels. On the dedication page of this book, though, because I had to take a picture and send it to Chris because I. Uh, Started laughing hysterically when I opened it last night. Happy are those who dream dreams and have the courage to make them come true. It's beautiful. Cilantro. Cilantro. XOXO cilantro. What is the what was this author's dream was just to write a simple book on cilantro and he made it came true. He might have one on Marjoram. He probably have one on Chervil. I mean, if that's his life goal. Okay. We're here because we want to talk about kitchen tools. On the count of three, everybody say your favorite kitchen tool. Wait, oh, wait, uh, no, okay, okay, okay. Uh, are we talking about mechanized tools? Or are we talking about tools? I'm First, talking about tools. So I want the rules. Like, uh, give me the rules, of the tools. My rule. Okay, I just think, what are the things that you can't live without in your kitchen? What are the things that you would bring with you to an Airbnb? What are the things that when you get, when you move and you unpack your kitchen boxes, the things that you're like, as long as I found the box that has the X, Y, Z. Right. Okay. But like, I think you could. Let's divide it into two categories. Okay. Right? Well, things that you have to plug in and things you don't. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Or else it's just... Because really, I just want us all to say the same thing at the same time. Well, mine is like well, we're embarrassingly all simple. Ooh. I, want, I feel like we're going to say the same thing. Mm. Mm. Well, let's try it. Okay. Non-mechanized. Oh. Not plug in. Okay. Okay. One, One, two, three. Chef's knife. Yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say chef's knife, but... But it's because... I, I mean, that's the correct answer. Right. But what were we really asking? Because if it was thing, if you only had one thing on an island, like or a just handheld a microplane, or those, yeah, no, no, no a handheld the, microplane, oh, okay. it's just a motorized microplane, <laughs> <Yeah>. a weapon, <laughs> a rasp. Um, no, I just think a mic. Well, you know why? Because a microplane is not 
as standard in a kitchen as a chef's knife, but it does, it is useful for so many things. You grate ginger, you got that fine Parmesan, lemon zest, garlic. Garlic. I just never want to chop garlic ever again. Have you guys done the, um, I guess it was like a secret for a while. And I learned about it maybe a year ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try that if I have time. And then Martha Stewart said it recently and it kind of went viral about how to peel a whole head of garlic with two metal bowls. I've tried it. You, it's very I'm loud. I'm guessing you it put is it in very and loud. you shake and you like shake, hell. Yeah. Does it work? Yes. I gave up. It peels a whole head? If you... If you... <laughs> if you really... <laughs> go for it. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But if you're making something... Like, if, if you you're make, making Cuban food and you're like, I need... Make a like whole 12 right, things yeah. of garlic for several that, different I'm things. I a recipe, like 40 head of garlic chicken. But if Francis you were making Fox. that recipe, you would want to use the Martha Stewart method. To get, if to you get, need large quantities right. of garlic, I have found it to be very useful and very loud. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it works with shallots, another real hard one to peel. Oh, I feel mm. like shallots are easy because it's like an onion. Sometimes I it's just really sticky. Yeah, also sometimes there's like two of them and you kind of just have to separate them first. Yeah, but then there's like the skin in between. Yeah. Do you guys automatically get rid of not only like the top layer skin of an onion, but then also that first? I just love that this conversation started out being about tools. (laughs) Now it's just about alliums. (laughs) (laughs) When you take a scallion, do you ever replant? I mean, (laughs) there are no tools for it except your hands. But I have to... <laughs> the most important tools of all. Oh, you're true. right. That's Pino what I should have said. P- hands. Pino Forget Pino the chef's knife. Hands. hands. <laughs> Dummy. Wait, let's talk, let's talk about your chef's knife. Walk us through your chef's knife. Well, what kind is it? I don't know. Do you, how do you keep it sharp? I have a sharpener. Okay. Wait. Electric like a- <gasps> sharpener. Does Me it too. work? Yeah. I love my electric sharpener. It's, mine's pretty old. I don't have one. Also, talk about 90s. Yeah, those are real. You put that right on that tray. Put that right on your breakfast tray. (laughs) Sharpen your knives in bed. (laughs) I get really meditative with it. I just, I'm like, I feel like I sharpen my knives whenever I'm suddenly like, oh my God. I need order. 30 minutes and I need order. Exactly. And I plug it in and it goes, it's the worst noise. How long do you have to do it each knife for? So I think it's like. Two pulls on each side on the first two. So mine has like four different settings, like mm-hmm. four, four different coarseness. Four, four lanes. Four lanes. lanes. Exactly. Thank you. Four lanes. So it's like two, two, and then like six, six. But you ha- you basically figured out by like whether the burr, whether you can feel a burr, whether like the edge of your knife feels rough. If you if it feels rough, that's when you're ready to go to the next lane. Burr Whoa. is such like a, it feels like a revolutionary war Because Aaron Burr. No, well, yeah, probably. But I just mean like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I have my musket, I have my burr, I have my <laughs> something. It makes me think of something that would get caught in your sock. Yeah, a also burr. that. Yeah. Like that would be the name of those things when your sweater gets Aren't, chilly. Isn't that the name like, though of those things in Well, a burr is like, yeah, if you're walking like through a, a field, thing. it's like a thing that attaches to your clothes. Chris, Chris looks like at us like he's never been outside. I, I exactly. haven't. I, if I don't have to walk through a field, I won't. <laughs> I just find them really unpleasant. <laughs> okay, if you didn't have a mechanized thing, though, would you use one that... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I grew That's up with I a shoe shoe. Yeah. I yeah. only use it to impress people. 
I use it. I often. don't think it does anything. I do. When someone I... comes over, I'm like, sorry, I have to do this. <laughs> Sometimes, so if I'm at an Airbnb, I'll use, you know, they have like some shitty set of knives that hasn't been sharpened in 150 years. And if you use it, it does improve it a little bit, as in like it, you won't smash a tomato when you try to cut it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, right. I it's bring not... a knife to an Airbnb if I'm going to cook. What about a, a cutting board? Oh, I love a good cutting board. So this is, yeah. So. And I don't have one. I'll put that out there. You don't, you don't have a good one? Well, not even, I just, I just, a dependable one. Yeah, yeah, no, they're totally dependable, but like, I, you know which ones I don't like? I don't like the silicone flimsy, flimsy ones. ones. No, I like I one those. that's, I like a sturdy, I want it to firm. Work, it to feel heavy when I like have to kind of pick it up and put it down. Well, I want to know that it's not going to whiffle waffle I when no. I try to, no. No. I'm, I'm, what's I don't the word? care. Yeah. Stiff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stiff. Oh my god, I like my cumbersome. Stiff. Patch. Yes, I do. But a cutting board is that's like a thing you can't find at an Airbnb or like if you're working out of town and you're in corporate housing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cutting boards are one of the first things that I'm like, oh man, I didn't think about. No, a cutting board. You know, and you're like, I can cut on this. Then you're like, no, I can't. It's yeah. moving all over the place. Oh, and that's then you, and then, then you're cut. I use a plate, and then that's awful. Oh no, that's no, no, no. No, this well, is Chris, in my. You're home. out of this conversation. Oh, Thank you so much right. for Thanks joining for us coming. for the first. Never minutes. talking to you again. Right, I'm just gonna take this tray table and uh, head on. Go back to 1970. Right. That's our new guest gift. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Have fun having breakfast in, alone in bed. <laughs> alone for the in rest bed. of your life. Sounds delightful. Well, what, um, I also never put my cutting boards into the dishwasher. I always, like, just scrub mine down. This is a whole other topic, but I think the things one puts into a dishwasher can really make or break a relationship. I was just thinking that. Oh, boy. Don't put wooden spoons in the dishwasher. (gasps) Oh, 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 oh. guys, guys, guys. I'm sorry. Note to any and all listeners. Nothing wooden ever goes in the dishwasher ever. No, if it's It's cutlery. It's a chemical bath. It's It's a chemical peel for the dishes. Yeah. Why would you think that wood belonged in there? It doesn't. It also makes all the wood seep up all of the yeah. water and so suddenly your wood is like it a changes color quagmire. And, yeah i don't know what a quagmire means i guess but you know sounds right I, no yeah 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 also don't use use the right utensils on the right things like if i'm home and uh i see that my father has sliced an apple with the chef's knife and then left this knife there and part of the apple sure. i'm like sure. use this you've got a drawer full of well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. useless but useful you know not the beautiful knife no, i use to but you can use a i th- so i think like you can use a beautiful knife to slice an apple just rinse it off dry it well and this put might it right be an, i might be hole. angry about something else then. yeah let's unpack this yeah, no. what yeah. knives do you guys have and what do you use oh, oh god, god. <laughs> i can't think of the last time i used a bread knife oh i use oh, my bread knife i use time. my bread knife all the time because i have a really really beautiful one that my boyfriend got me and it's like a japanese bread knife Whoa. so it's like yeah you I've are not putting one. any effort into that bread. i think oh wow oh, i amazing. think i've had the same one since like my my dad must have given it to me like when i went to college so i've had it for a really long time but it does just a serrated knife for because i do eat a lot of bread but also for a tomato a serrated oh, knife sure. is great for a tomato 
Yeah. A paring knife. I have two because often one is... You're good at paring, though. I never learned. <gasps> no. So I never use it. Really? You yeah. just use a big old knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm tracing out the pit of or, like, the seeds of a pear with it. Oh, I love to pear. I, I love to pear with it. Sometimes. I love to pinot green. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, I just pear a bunch of... Pears. So you never use a bread knife. We no. both have a bread knife. Yeah. A paring knife. Do you use a paring knife? Um, no. So you just use your chef's knife. I I rely pretty heavily on it. If I'm like um I don't know, if I'm like working with fish or or if I've got to get some fat out of like a big piece of chuck or something and yeah. we're in a tricky corner, you want then I might more detail. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the size of the like uh I was trying to get all this fat out of this leg of lamb a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And there were just crevices where... It's too big. It's, you yeah. gotta That's get it small. Like a, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. You just need something small sometimes. When I was living in China, I... Because I knew I wasn't going to be there for like more... I assumed I wouldn't be there for more than a year. And I went and I like bought all this stuff for the kitchen. It was like I was living in a fully furnished apartment, but the kitchen had nothing in it. So I, you know, went to crazy restaurant supply store which like i'm sure you can imagine the chinese version it's like yeah. our fucking restaurant on steroids it was yeah. insane i could but probably moved so in there um you know i bought my place etc but i was like okay i'm gonna challenge myself to just use a cleaver and a paring knife and for a whole year those Wait, are the only two knives that how I did have. you chop things with a cleaver? a cleaver, very slowly. That's I mean, a big <laughs> well, but, but it's also like you in china like it. most people you just use a cleaver so i I mean, honestly, I was so infatuated with food there that obviously I didn't even cook that much. But like, How do you it miss was something. With well, a you get real. You just get real intense. You just, but your arm just gets really used to working with something that is so much more weighted. Yeah. And you just chop things in a much more like up and down as opposed to a rocking motion. Mm. That's crazy. But yeah, for a I whole really year, want a cleaver. It's it was great. Oh, I remember it had a little green handle. But they're really there's also something so frightening about them. I feel like when we think yes. about like. A butcher of humans. We think about a cleaver. Yeah. But um. But yeah. It's and it's. I mean, the reason why they <laughs> when we like in our cultural <laughs> when, time, we, when think we think about I don't know. I'm thinking of like a movie poster of like some guy in like a really bloody butcher's outfit holding a cleaver. Yeah, it's a, mur- it's a oh, murder probably. weapon. Probably. No, isn't he a barber? He is a barber. He's a barber. His his weapon of choice is a scissor. Different. Let's talk about scissors. Poultry shears. Wait, scissors yes. are having a moment actually. Oh, I saw a thing about (laughs) cutting a pizza. Keep reading these fucking headlines. That's, I've seen that in use. I've seen it at certain pizza restaurants. I guess that's fine. A pizza cutter is nice if I'm at a pizza place. You don't need to cut it for me. As in with a shear. Yeah. Well, there's this great pizza place. um, Well, what shape is the pizza? um, There's this place. It's in Rome. And they have, the two American ones are in Chicago. And they cut it. You, you go in and it's like a line and it's takeaway only and it's amazing. And they're like <clears throat> focaccia style pizza. They're squares. Mm-hmm. And the way you get your slice is you like tell them with your hands how, how big. much oh, you want. Yeah, oh, pizza by fun. the end. Sure, yeah. Oh, that's very And then cool. they take these great shears that I imagine are super long and sharp and cut it like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it to cut the backbone out of a chicken. Absolutely. Or a turkey. Or Right? If you're yeah. going to butterfly something. Yeah. I uh, oh, I use them for herbs. There's a lot herbs. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever um, used those weird thing, the herb 
scissors. Oh, the ones that then fall the, the apart. Light. What? Oh my god. I, no, you don't have to. What, it like has this? a backboard it, or something. Whoa, that sounds gnarly. I don't yeah. know. That. I've always wanted the ones that have like, so there's, you know, one, it's like five meat five, so that when you're cutting your herbs, it's like they're already minced as, oh, you're, as nice. you're cutting. That's I'm nice. sure they sell them at like the MoMA design store or something. Right. It's a very high tech. <laughs> Guess what, Sophie? What? We have a website. Oh, I'm so excited about it. If you go on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. And we're going to be in your mailbox, what do you say? Bi-weekly? Once a month? Does bi-weekly mean once every other week no or one, two times a week? No one knows. No one knows. It's one of the greatest mysteries of the universe. Bi-weekly that and black baby. holes. <laughs> so go to havinganightpodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and of course, listen and subscribe. say in this moment that Chris is the student who has surpassed the masters because when Ari and I oh first God. started cooking for Chris yeah. back in the day he was um putting turkey in the microwave with Tabasco sauce and it when I say turkey it was Frank's I'm so sorry to have that detail wrong yeah, and niche yes. yeah, yeah one are they both cayenne based that's a good question. I'm not a Tabasco you know what? There person. we go. Can't answer that. Yeah. Yeah. But he has become like an incredible and and uh, not just proficient, but incredible. Curious. That you two made me very curious about it. Um, you know, I was satisfying my cravings with deli meat and hot sauce and microwaving it yeah. I think is that really was, just, that was really the perplexing that's the dark one it's because we we were so busy in school and you wouldn't have time to like sit and have a hot meal and it was it was out of necessity not just sustenance but like emotionally I was oh, like yeah. I need a hot meal right, and you what, want, like, what, food what and do I like have the time bar. for yeah. yeah so that time the time that I had was to put a yeah. piece of turkey on a plate and microwave totally it. fair and here he is talking to us about you know pan searing very thin pieces of soul for his entire yeah, family he's telling yeah. how you cook Amazing. Like, what a not nine, nine pound nine pound leg of lamb, leg of lamb. and i rolled it rolled it mm. i had them butcher it they gave it back to me and it was like a like a human butcher to quote <laughs> something <laughs> you know um, human no butchers. butcher of humans is what i was trying to say as in like a scary person oh, <laughs> yeah. a murderer <laughs> Oh well, yeah, guys! Murderer I'm night. Back to all the time we're talking about Cleaver. murder, and Sophie's like, "Yeah, so that butcher of humans." Butcher. <laughs> like, we've always said this. Murderer? No butcher of humans. No, no. butcher of humans. Um, yeah, I did a nine-pound boneless leg of lamb for Easter, and you had to make um, this like uh, filling for it, like a rub, olive oil rub. It was like garlic and anchovy and red pepper flakes Yum. and rosemary. It was so good and you kind of poached it in olive oil. You spread half of it on the inside, rolled it, and then put the rest on the out. And the rest you put on your face and, and a mask just, while it cooks. And you sit outside <laughs> <It's steamy. laughs> uh, and you turn green. And uh, I did everything kind of everything was going great and then when I was rolling it back up, it it was Lucy and Ethel. It took me oh an God. hour to roll it back up because you think it's just going to be this thing, and you're and yeah. I was like, "Where do I put this guy?" Yeah, where and does the well? That's why we all need to know the anatomy of the it was meat, meat that we're eating. Or gummy. My mom was you're like, a, "You're still rolling this like, thing." Shut <laughs> up! 
woman. You're going. Go back to bed with that breakfast tray. But then what's so great about doing something that, and it was only five of us, so there was no way we were going to be able to. Yeah, I was going to say how. In just nine pounds. How long did it last? Well, then, next uh, night, I made... Just tell me lamb sandwiches. Greek, Greek gyros. Yum. Yes, oh. yeah. yes. Lamb is the... Lamb is the boss. Lamb is the boss. Well, we said very early on, people think it's chicken and beef, but it's lamb oh, and dad. pork. Oh, of course. My grandfather always used to love a leftover lamb sandwich with just tomato and mayonnaise. Um, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. Which is basically a euro. Yeah. Like, Eat so Uptown good. makes a mean lamb sandwich. I think it costs uh, $38, but that damn, is it's not good. okay. They we have it, to bleep that We out. have to <laughs> make it. I know. Yeah. Exactly. We should make it ourselves, though. It's really thinly cut, thinly sliced lamb, almost like a roast beef, as in, like, it's yeah. so kind of raw and cold. I'm freaking and out. And then um, olive bread. And a piece of butter lettuce, a piece of tomato, and like, what's happening to Ari? Oh I'm freaking out. I want this so much. She wants the sandwich so, so much. Almost like an aioli type of <laughs> yeah. thing. It's oh, delicious. Yeah. Wait, okay, guys, can we please get back on the subject? Sorry, tools. Tools, tools, tools. Talk to me tools. about these tools. Because I feel like I've still a lot of my favorite Let tools. me say, I have a new little favorite tool. Okay. It's not going to last the course of time. I know that. I have a little tool crush on a little tiny whisk. Oh. So I have a baby Yeah, I do too. A few eggs. I, I don't yeah. need to bring out that big thing all the time. Oh, I, I feel, feel it's like more for baking. I yeah, for baking. That's what yeah. I use it for. Well, I feel like I embarrassingly have like different size whisks that I've accrued They're over time. They're very necessary. I have like a gigantic one. Yeah. Middle one that's good for like three eggs mm-hmm. and then like baby ones. Yeah, like for a like, little tiny one that looks like a tornado. Yeah. You have yeah. one of those? Oh, oh. I like those. I don't have one. I've seen it. I have one of those because someone was like, this is the best way to make your salad dressing. And then I just started shaking up my salad dressing in a, like in an empty jar. Yeah. And it works so much better to emulsify. I, my roommates have, um, a whisk that. Chris clearly has a problem with this whisk. You should see his face. It's, it's not my favorite tool. It's not on the list. So, and I didn't realize it. I've been out of town for a while and I was, I needed a whisk to make this salad dressing. And I, found this thing and I was like theoretically this could be a whisk and it just this little tiny head uh-huh. and you push it down what? into the bowl and it moves oh. and so it's like and I was like this is that sounds like one of those things that like that guy who used to do infomercials would have done an infomercial on oh right like you know like the chopperoni mm. and like you put your thing in like chop 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 yeah. it's like too complicated. Like, you know what's easy? An actual fucking whisk. That I can just move yeah, my wrist that, around. Yeah, exactly. This thing I'm like pounding yeah, and it's not doing a good job. Very strange. So that is not on the list. Wait, speaking of pounding. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, a mallet. Favorite tool. Do you ever use a mallet? No. Well, here's the thing. There are some recipes where they're like, pound your chicken thin. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I got a lot of stuff. I feel Mm-hmm. But every now and then there's a recipe where I'm like, no, I really have to. Yeah, th- I think I had a period of time where it was like really rewarding. I was probably in grad school where it's like really rewarding yeah. to mallet my chicken. Yeah. And it does, there is something sort of gratifying about like very flattened, browned, then browned, you know, sort of seared or grilled. But I mean, come on, who's eating chicken breasts? Oh, I, oh, I am. Ever. I am. De- oh my God, I am. Oh, so God. these are the two I've been doing. Give me dark meat or give me death. Well, don't, give me dark meat. Give me no meat. They sell. Do a skin on boneless. 
Uh, chicken breast. Uh, you sear it down. You okay, sear so it. Skin side skin down. Skin side down. Sear it. Then throw it in the oven. You know, you sear it skin side down, like, I don't know, six, eight minutes. Then maybe flip it. Give it like a minute or two, two to three minutes. Put it on a uh, wire wrap. Yeah. You know, sheet pan. It's not stringy. I just want. No, it's fabulous. I just and want then you make fat. a sauce with like um, chicken broth and a little um, tamari and Ooh. butter. And yeah. it's like so delicious. Ooh, it's simple. We didn't talk about mortar and pestle. So oh, really let's is. talk about a mortar and pestle. Mm. I'm, I'm not the biggest mortar and pestle. Neither am I. I'm embarrassed. Neither am I. You know why? It's so it's hard to get all of it out. To- and out in. and in, right. yeah. Like yeah. you're doing garlic, and you're like all the garlic is sticking to the to the more, right? The more. Which oh, one, dear? Oh. <gasps> Wait, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm suddenly our audience realizes like these women don't amateurs. know what anything. they're doing. <laughs> you never right. said otherwise. The mortar yeah. is the thing you pound with. I think I'm gonna go with what you think. Cool. Well, folks, However, that's what the mortar I'm is. Always. Look, I, anyway, don't, I don't have the, a horse. The poundy thing yeah. instead no of the bully thing. Bully thing. Yeah. The poundy but, you know, thing. No, it's true. It all sticks to but the poundy like, thing. When I've tried to make a pesto in a mortar and pestle. No. Wow. I mean, I'm very impressed with myself, but the flavor shows absolutely no difference from if I had just done it in a food processor. Apparently, aioli, like real authentic aioli. Aioli? Yep. You do it in a mortar and pestle. I, I think want to pretend like I'm that person, but I'm just I, never going to be that person. I remember seeing this myth. French that's woman a, just going to town. Yeah, but that's in her And blood. you add a little... But that's that, like liquid. Add a little what? No. <laughs> oil. 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 Little like, by little. It takes so, like, much. so long. Right, but like, how are you going to mortar and pestle while you're adding oil? It's like, I can use my little do whiskey one drop, drop, put it and down, and then you go back, and then you drop one more drop. It took an entire afternoon. <laughs> it's like, I can't. I can't. That's never going to be my journey. I mean, I never feel as lonely as when I have to use a kitchen towel to sturdy a bowl because I have to whisk and pour oil in. That's when I'm like, you're alone. <laughs> That's when you get out your jar and you put all the mixings you into the jar shake and shake it. It's going to emulsify like nothing you've ever seen. It's incredible. My entire life, I was making it the whiskey way. Finally, two years ago, I decided I discovered the jar. It's shaky way. The yeah. shaky it's way. so much better. But it if really you is. ever have to do that for another reason, because you know other recipes, you have to do that. Like when yeah. you're baking, True. yeah, you should just pour yourself a drink and put a straw in it. Okay, a metal straw. Yes. Yes, please. So that like you can just have a sip of something when you feel like you're gonna scream. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you were gonna say pour yourself a drink. And, and pretend cry. like you're talking to, to your boyfriend. Right. <laughs> no. I just mean, when you you know when you have so a Dave. job to do with, it's usually baking. And you're like, oh, this, is, this isn't fun oh, see, anymore. Oh, I love like, I'm going. I have to keep going. Well, this is why, like, my big, wait, what do you call that thing? My KitchenAid. Like, the huge thing. Yes. Like, that's what I always consider getting rid of it. But then I think about when the I'm stand baking. Mixer. Yeah, 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 yeah. The stand mixer. I think about getting rid of it because it takes up so right, much real it's estate. That. It's that. But when like, you have to be a human KitchenAid. Yeah. Right. You need a martini with a straw. Yes. Yeah. It's true. I want to talk about sieves because I love a sieve. Oh. I want to talk about cheesecloth because I love a cheesecloth. Yeah. See, this. I want to talk about a garlic press I think because this is a I've been known episode. to press garlic. I know that people say that gar- pressing garlic ruins it. I'm sorry, Marcella Hazan. I press my garlic. She doesn't believe in it? No, she thinks it's very lazy. Oh, Uh, well, hold on. She thinks it maybe ruins the oils. But listen, if you're in a pinch, like if you're doing something that requires 
12 cloves well, of what minced... what does she do? Does she pound it or does she slice it? Because that, uh, when you're when you're mincing garlic, there are no oils. That's I what think I never she, understood. I think you're talking about like when you make a garlic puree by basically... Mashing it? Mashing it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'd rather just... I'll no, get no, out no, my good. I, I had, I think, a year of like living very, uh, you know, what's Rest the word? Dangerously? Neither. Um, virtuously, where I was like, oh, I don't use a garlic press anymore. And then was like, oh, I'm being a real idiot. Were you and going I right back home out. every night using a garlic press? No, I was probably looking at my dad using one and being like, oh, 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 oh using a garlic press. Well, here's the thing. I have, a, I have an odd relationship to a garlic press. Mm-hmm. Because I appreciate it and I use it more, more than anything do I use a garlic press, mm, probably. More than anything. I don't have one. And I'm the Italian here. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, you don't have one because you're the Italian here. But sometimes I feel like with some recipes, I'm just constantly crushing and peeling and working with yeah. garlic. That's why I need these easy, easy easement tools. Right. But there still isn't a good tool for de-skinning garlic. No, there's that thing. It's the tube and you put it in and then you push on it. Um, okay, so, sorry, I had to say sieve, I had to say cheesecloth, which well, I know is not okay. a tool. Okay, so these things that you are talking about tap into this weird kind of anxiety that I have, and I hope you guys share it, because I don't know, <laughs> I'm going to talk will. to someone about this. Sieves, garlic presses, certain things that are mesh, and that you are s- taking a bigger thing and making it smaller by pressing it through small holes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I get so anxious about getting everything out of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like with the garlic press, you're you have then you're scraping your knife trying to get the rest, and you can never get it all Back out. Back of or your with knife. Cheese cloth, you can't get it all out of the sieve. There's so, still some. It it drives me nuts. This is part of why I love cooking with you is because you are like this, whereas I'm very like okay, there's a little bit left in there. It's okay. Like I think you're quite thorough in that particular regard, and I really admire that. I wish I could just let go. But that's like you when you mince things, like I would have stopped five minutes and you just keep going. No, it's so good. This I'm is these like, are oh, our vows. These are our yeah. when, when you, you mince things. Cheers coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you make me a better person. You do with your mincing. I mean I think of oh you every God, time thanks. I mince. I'm it's like, no, Ari would keep going. going. Keep okay, going. Ari, it's like would. a neurotic tick. That's why we're always even so late at Ari's right. house. <laughs> Hey guys, to see pictures of some of our favorite recipes, tablescapes, or debaucherous evenings, follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at having a night. Oh my God, guys. All right. We have a listener question. Dear Ari and Sophie, I just finished listening to your guest list episode and was totally delighted by the stranger danger structure, but I sat down to think about who I'd want to come to that and I got stuck. It's not that I don't have friends with interesting friends I'd be happy to cook for. It's that all my friends have partners. So here's my question. As a happily single lady about town, how do I craft guest lists where I'm not the seventh wheel? In thinking specifically of the scenario above, is one obligated to invite partners? And then does each invitee or each couple bring an additional guest? In general, is this something you've dealt with in your years of hosting? Thanks. Missing Miss Manners. (gasps) I... Love this question. This is oh a God. really um, beautiful question. It's yes. a personal. It's the most personal question we've got. Mm-hmm. It's very real. Something that I have thought about, struggled with, and had so many experiences with in all of my hosting, etc. Of like, sometimes you don't want to invite both people. 
Right. Like sometimes you just don't, and it's not that you don't like the other person. Maybe you don't like the other person, but sometimes it's like, this is not about you and your partner. This is about like me and my really close friend who I want to see in a situation that's not you guys as a couple. And I think that's totally fair. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's like a little. I think that's a little um, forward thinking for some of perhaps some of our listeners who who are living in a major city. I think I think the majority of Americans, at least you get to a certain age and like you're inviting if their if their partner is available, they are also invited like it's. But I think that there's a nice way of, of saying, and I have done this. I have thrown parties where I've said, I love, you know, I love your partner. Like I love your husbands, your girlfriends, whatever. But like, I'm actually inviting you as an individual. And, and if you really want to come back and be like, listen, so-and-so is free tonight. Or like, if, listen, if you're dating someone who lives really far away and they happen to be in town for one night and like you want to see them and you also want to come to my dinner, send me an email and just say, listen, I'm dying to see you, but so-and-so is in town. Do you mind if I bring them? Sure. Fine. It's like the more the merrier. But I also think it's okay to say like, I have a relationship with you and I don't have as much of a relationship with your partner. And so I want you to come and I'm not inviting your partner. I know that sounds harsh, but like, I also think there's always a way to say something that's in like in a funny, in a funny way where it is saying like, yeah, maybe I'm being an asshole, but listen, yeah, like, I'm trying like something. Full and, transparency. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think full transparency. Way. Yeah. You just got to go for it. Yeah. Chris just got back from the bathroom. Yeah. Hi. What Tell I miss. What, well, what do you think about this? Because, you know, I'm a single, per- a chronically mm-hmm. single person. Um, I think you're very clear with your invites and the vibe. Sophie is. Sophie is very clear with like what the vibe is. And I think it's kind of tricky with single gender. I mean, I mean, that's obviously the easiest way to go, right? Yeah. I think highlighting it's a friend night. Yeah. It's get, an- like get back to basics night. Tonight it's just the 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 frat house gang. <laughs> tonight, tonight's just a frat house gang. <laughs> but I am tonight. really... Transparency but is like, good. In a funny way, I'm almost more intrigued by the people who are so scared to go somewhere by themselves than like our loving, other than our lovely Missing Miss Manners is of like offending someone, right? It's like, if you are that freaked out to leave your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend at home to go to a dinner party, like, Mm, maybe that's really a challenge that you should take on and be like, what is it it like to hang out with a bunch of people who I maybe don't know that well? If it freaks you out, it's probably a really good thing to do. Yeah. And I think that Missing Miss Manners should try, right? Should, like, kind of encourage people to do that and say, like, Listen, it's not that fun for me to be the seventh wheel all the time, but what is fun is for me to hang out with people that I'm really close to and then a bunch of their strangers, you know, but like to to kind of bring people together who otherwise wouldn't have been together as opposed to 17 couples who all know each other. It's like it's a fucking wedding cocktail party. It's like that's so boring. It's not that kind of night. No, it's not that kind of night. So it's like how does she phrase it, though, so it can seem fun for everyone as opposed to then just like. I've been, and it's not this, but it, I feel like it, you run the risk of sounding like, I've just been seventh wheeling and it's just me oh, out here no. and this is a night for me and you guys should embrace this, you know? No, of course It's not. hard to find the right language. Oh, no, but I, but I don't 
So first of all, I think that like couching it in a way, like I said, that you find funny or amusing is always good because then it's like you're making fun partially of yourself and of the situation, right? You're not being like, like, I'm sick of seventh fucking week. Yeah, it's not that. It's just like I like I said earlier, like I want to try something new. You know how much I love your partners, but I'm trying to like bring together a group of people who otherwise wouldn't know each other. Yeah. And maybe you just start- and I don't have enough space for everybody and their spouses. Leave them at home, take a night apart, come enjoy yourself. You and could like meet send everyone like a coupon for takeout. That's hilarious. That's Here you go. Funny. I love you and I want you to eat that night and I want you to have a good time. Yeah. Here's five dollars off a Domino's cheeseburger feast pizza. Stay the fuck at home. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Amazing. So missing Miss Manners. I think what we're saying is if you can figure out a way to invite your friends and keep your initial group of friends, if you're doing Stranger Danger, your college friends, your high school friends, your work friends, something that you all have a connection regardless of your spouses, so then you can easily be like, it's just the gang again, rather than having to really go into it. Yeah, specific tethers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for writing in. This was so fun. Yeah. Let us know how it goes, too. Please try it out. Or if you have any follow-up issues. Oh, my God. We're very happy to... Send us a version of your invite so that we see what you decided to do. Oh, my God. I'd love that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.